And I want to read to you from Psalm 139. We'll read the whole psalm and our focus will be on the first 12 verses. So read Psalm 139. For the choir director, a psalm of David. And now, we have the text first, verse 1 to 12. O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You understand my thoughts from afar. You scrutinize my path and my lying down and are intimately acquainted with all my ways. Even before there is a word on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it all. You have enclosed me behind and before and laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is too high. I cannot attain it. Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the dawn, if I dwell in the remotest part of the sea, even there your hand will lead me, and your right hand will lay hold of me. If I say, surely the darkness will overwhelm me, and the light around me will be night, even a darkness is not dark to you, and the night is as bright as the day. Darkness and light are alike to you. It's the end of the text, and we read on till the end of the chapter. For you form my inward parts. You wove me in my mother's womb. I will give thanks to you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, and my soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the depths of the sea, of the earth. Your eyes have seen my unformed substance, and in your book were all written the days that were ordained for me, when as yet there was not one of them. How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God! How vast is the sum of them! If I should count them, they would outnumber the sand. When I awake, I am still with you. O that you would slay the wicked, O God! Depart from me, therefore, men of bloodshed, for they speak against you wickedly. And your enemies take your name in vain. Do I not hate those who hate you, O Lord? And do I not loathe those who rise up against you? I hate them with the utmost hatred. They have become my enemies. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxious thoughts. And see if there be any hurtful way in me. And lead me in the everlasting way. 
us pray for the opening of the word. Father in heaven, we thank you for your word. Guide and strengthen your servant that he may proclaim your word faithfully and boldly. Give us ears to hear and eyes to see the riches of your word. Open our hearts to respond to that word in faith and repentance. Mould us through your word and spirit. We pray in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Beloved congregation of our Lord Jesus Christ, as Christians, we often face huge challenges. We are regularly confronted with sickness and death. Serious illness has a great impact on us and our loved ones. It can be devastating. The same applies for the loss of loved ones. There is then a huge void in our life. You face a huge challenge. To continue with your life here on earth without loved ones who meant so much to you is not an easy task. Then there are also many other trials members experience. Everyone has their own story to tell. Their own struggles to deal with. We indeed live in a broken world. Our earthly existence is vulnerable. Mortal. Our earthly possessions are insecure. And worse still, we ourselves here on earth are still sinful human beings. Even though I may have my good intentions, I still sin daily against God and my neighbour. Sin continues to spoil God's good gifts and the good people do. How do you face the challenges ahead of you to face the future with confidence I need to shift my focus from myself and my circumstances to God as opposed to all my sin and shortcomings as opposed to the corruption and decay of this world we have our faithful Covenant God, the rock on whom we can always depend. If you seek your refuge in him, you will not be put to shame. Then you may face the future with confidence 
whatever the circumstances. Brothers and sisters, David expresses that trust in the Lord in Psalm 139. The whole psalm is actually an elaboration of the first words. O Lord, you have searched me and known me. That's also the theme of the sermon. O Lord, you have searched me and know me. We've got a set of three points. Firstly, what does this mean? Secondly, in day-to-day life. And thirdly, in this wide world. David prays to the Lord. O Lord, you have searched me and known me. That means in the first place, Lord, you look through me. Nothing is hidden from you. You gauge my deepest thoughts and feelings. We today all know about x-rays and scans. With x-rays and scans, doctors can look underneath your skin. Examine your internal organs and take a picture of it. In this way they can look straight through you, so to speak. And sometimes you can be quite anxious about it. What will they find? Will they find something abnormal? A malignant growth or tumour, perhaps? With Psalm 139, you can imagine something similar. You have searched me, David says. Basically, the word means to dig. God digs deep into me, so to speak. He examines me thoroughly. He looks straight through me. As a result of his investigation, he knows me inside out. This can cause anxiety. Yes, isn't there every reason to be afraid? Who can tolerate such penetrating eyes of God? After all, I know that there are all kinds of evil things within me. Sinful thoughts, feelings. Isn't it then a daunting thought that God looks right through me? Sometimes people think or say, it's good that no one knows what I think deep down. How I feel about certain things. What I dream about. How I sometimes experience my relationship with God or my neighbour. And what I'm actually saying is, if you really knew it, then you would probably be so shocked that you would not want anything to do with me anymore. Applied to God, this means, if God knew everything about me, then he would be so shocked 
and would want nothing to do with me anymore. A terrifying thought. Is that what the text is trying to tell us? Thankfully, that is not the case. Just look at the name of him who searched me and knows me. The Lord with capital letters. Yahweh, our covenant God. The God who presents himself as I am who I am. With that name, we usually think of God's faithfulness in the covenant. And that's certainly a very important aspect of it. Yet the name means more than that. It also speaks of the fact that God is active in the covenant. He is not a passive spectator. He is actively involved with his people, with us, his children. The Lord not only comes with wonderful words of salvation, but he also makes salvation a reality. He fulfills his promises. When David mentions the name Lord, he thinks of God's redemptive works of the past and of the present. The covenant God has already proven himself to be who he is. Think of the miraculous liberation of God's people out of Egypt, the house of slavery, and of their conquest and entry into the promised land, Canaan. We today may see much more. God sent his son this world for us God's son became man born of the Virgin Mary the Lord Jesus died for our sins he rose again he ascended into heaven he sits at God's right hand and he poured out his spirit at Pentecost The Lord made huge progress in his works of redemption. In Christ he revealed himself very clearly to us, proving himself to be the God who seeks and brings about the redemption of his people. As a God who is near his people in Christ, as the God who lives and works in us through his spirit, Well, beloved, of this redeeming covenant God, it is said, O Lord, you have searched me. You look straight through me. Would that be something we should fear? Should we be afraid? Because he sees our sins sinful thoughts and dreams. Not if I know Jesus Christ as my saviour and believe in him. 
Why did Jesus Christ come to suffer and to die? Was it not to save us from our sinful thoughts and dreams, actions? Our covenant God wants to forgive our sins, wants to renew our lives, does he not? Think of your baptism. And therefore, David does not mention God's omniscience, that he knows everything, to frighten us, but to give us great comfort. David knows who it is that has searched him and knows him. He is not an insensitive inquisitor who wants to expose the truth without mercy. He is not the judge who seeks to punish us for our sins. No, he is our gracious covenant God, Redeemer. And therefore, I don't need to fear. Therefore, I can take comfort from his omniscience. Yes, thankfully, he knows everything. Then he can also forgive everything and put it away off my shoulders so that sinful thoughts and dreams don't have to drag me down like an un bearable burden those sins I have done, those secret sins no one knows about my covenant God my saviour knows it all thankfully what a liberation this can be however brothers and sisters if you do not through faith, know God as your Redeemer, then you have every reason to fear His piercing eyes. When you secretly cherish sin in your heart and do not want to break with it, it will indeed be a terrible reality then you'll not be able to bear that God looks right through you. For then God cannot look at you in Jesus Christ. He then has to hold all your sins against you, including those hidden sins that come to light before him, our all-seeing God then you will have to pay for your own sins. Yet, beloved, when you are united to Christ by faith, you need not fear. God then looks at you in Jesus Christ. He then imputes to you not your own sin and guilt, but Christ's life and work, Christ's payment, then you get comfort from God's thorough examination of your life. Beloved, David 
not only sings, O Lord, you have searched me, but also you know me. In the covenant, the verb to know is also one of those wonderful terms. It doesn't just mean that God is aware of what's going on. No, this knowledge especially means that the Lord is interested in me. That he sympathises with me. That he's touched by what I experience. The Lord is moved by the grief, struggle, brokenness and distress of his children. It doesn't leave him cold. In all their affliction, he was afflicted, we read in Isaiah 63 verse 9. Thus I may say in faith, Lord, you have searched me and you know me in love. The cares and struggles of my life don't leave you cold. You are not indifferent to the anxiety and uncertainty in which I live. You don't lose sight of me for a moment. Yes, it's so very personal. You search and know me in the first person. Everything that touches me interests you. I am never alone anymore. Even when I have to go through life without my husband or wife, without my child, without my parents, or without my sibling or friend, I am never without someone who really knows me and helps me. The Lord is always actively present for my salvation. Brothers and sisters, in the rest of the psalm, David elaborates on this theme. In doing so, he shows us how rich we are in the covenant. In verses 2 to 6, he speaks of the ordinary day-to-day life. The Lord searches and knows me in my day-to-day life. And what do you do as a person on a normal day? You start by getting up. You may sit a little, walk a little. You stand, you travel to work, school, from work and school. And when the day is over, you again lie down to rest. In the meantime, you think about all kinds of things and do all kinds of things. Essentially, your day-to-day life is a matter of sitting and rising up, going and lying down, thinking and acting. And thus David says, you know when I sit down and when I rise up. You understand my thoughts from afar. It's also my thoughts that I've not yet been able to express. Sometimes we don't even really know know what we really think. 
let alone that we could express that in words. But David says, even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it all. You understand and know me better than I know myself. Better than any person can know me. You know all the things that I have on my mind. Things I worry about. Things that keep me awake at night. Concerns about my health or the health of a loved one. Concerns regarding my children or grandchildren. Anxiety or uncertainty regarding my studies, my work or income. Or what may happen to me or my loved one. You, Lord, you know it completely. You understand. You scrutinise my path and my lying down and are intimately acquainted with all my ways. You know my journey through life, all my actions and choices, also my sleep or lack of sleep. You know everything that affects me. You intimately know every detail of my life. Thus you alone truly know what I need. And you as the Almighty One can give what I need. You have enclosed me behind and before and laid your hand upon me. You protect me on all sides. Behind me, you cover my back. In front of me, you catch the blows. You close your arms around me. You're also above me. You lay your hand on me. In a crowd, or where many things are happening, a child can sometimes feel very insecure or confused. What a peace and comfort it then gives to feel the hand of dad or mum. It gives a sense of security. You realise again you are safe in safe, familiar hands. Well, this is how it is also with our Lord. During my confusion and insecurity, the Lord makes his presence felt. He gives a peace that passes all understanding. My soul finds rest again, despite all the restlessness around me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is too high. I cannot attain it. Maybe you think it's easy for David to talk like this. What he says in it is in itself wonderful. But is it realistic? Can we speak of peace and confidence while we face the hard reality of life? While we struggle to make ends meet, 
while we struggle with disturbed relationships, while we face death. Can we then sing such a beautiful song, a song of peace and trust? Does David really know what goes on in everyday life? Does he know of the restlessness and uncertainty of our existence? Of the issues that can get us down? Well, beloved, David is not at all out of touch with reality. Why is this psalm so powerful? Also because the psalmist composes it against the background of the hard and painful reality of life. The psalmist is not someone who, si who sings his song from a comfortable, luxurious position. When you read further, you notice that he's surrounded by men of blood. Verse 19. His life is in danger. He therefore has an open eye for the distressing reality of life. Yet he can sing in that dangerous situation, O oh Lord, you have searched me and know me. Why? Because in faith, he accepts God's promises. David knows that the Lord, his covenant God, is with him. Whatever situation he faces, wherever he goes in this wide world, the Lord is near. And thus we come to the third point. O oh Lord, you have searched me and know me, not only in day-to-day -day life, but also in this wide world. David continues, Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? Wherever I go, your spirit will never lose sight of me. I can never escape you. No one can escape you. Your spirit is everywhere. The only way out is to flee to you, Lord, and stay with you, because only in you do I find escape from the punishment that my sins deserve. If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, behold, you are there. You are in control, in charge of heaven and earth and of Sheol, the place of the dead. You are present in both. What a comfort to believers who face death. God is there to take them up to himself in heaven. It's as the Apostle Paul writes later, in Romans 8 verse 39, nor height nor depth can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. If I take the wings of the dawn, if I dwell in the remotest part of the sea, even there your hand will lead me 
and your right hand will lay hold of me. At dawn, when the sun rises, one suddenly sees the light spreading across the earth to the west. And even if I were to fly away at the same speed and settle down as far as I can in the west, I would not move out of God's presence. Even there, your hand will lead me, David says, and your right hand will lay hold of me. No matter how far I am removed from my earthly home, God wants to lead me as a shepherd and hold on to me as a father. Beloved, in our age of globalisation, it may seem that the distances between the countries have fallen away. But in reality, the distances remain for us. You just need to have loved ones, for example, your parents or children living abroad. You can comfort yourself with the idea that you can jump in a plane and be there within a few days, at least. But the reality remains that the loved ones who stay overseas are far away. If something suddenly happens to them, you can't be there immediately. You can't see and support them on a practical daily basis. The only real comfort is that is when they too belong to the Lord, that God holds them there as he holds us here. They and we are never alone, wherever we may be. Here at home in our native country or new homeland, God is with us. And he guides us by his word and spirit. Even in this wide world, he wants to hold us and lead us. And thus we can entrust each other to his care. Knowing this encourages us, even when we're separated from loved ones by great distances. There is no reason to fear, for God is omnipresent and leads his children wherever they are. David continues, if I say, surely the darkness will overwhelm me and the, no- and the light around me be night. Even the darkness is not dark to you and the night is as bright as the day. For us humans, darkness means isolation, being hidden from others. You stand alone can't see anything or anyone and no one can see you but however thick the darkness may be 
It can never be so thick that God cannot look through it. For God, it is as if the darkness doesn't exist. It's like the light. Thus darkness can never separate me from God. God created both light and darkness and is not dependent on them. He stands above them. The light of the sun does not give him light. And the darkness of the night does not compel him to rest. He dwells in unapproachable light. He is light himself. No earthly light or darkness is necessary for him. What a comfort, beloved, to know that our darkness is light to him. No matter how dark my path may be, it's light to him. He continues his work for my salvation. In all things, he's working for the good of those who love him. He continues to fulfill his plans and purposes also for me. Brothers and sisters, what a beautiful, comforting reality the text describes for us. It shows us how rich we are in the covenant. Lord, you have searched me and know me. In the ordinary day-to-day life, also in this wide world, there is no one who knows me like you. You know exactly what I need. You know me in love. You're always and everywhere present to help and save me. You lead me and hold on to me. Well, beloved, would this not give me confidence as I face the daily challenges of life? Whatever the future has in store for me, wherever the future may bring me, the Lord goes with me as my almighty and faithful covenant God. Amen. Let us pray. Lord God, we praise you as our all-knowing covenant God who is intimately involved in our lives. What a comfort it is to realise that you know us through and through. You know our struggles and challenges. You know how much forgiveness we need to what degree we still need to be renewed. We commit our thoughts, struggles and lives to you. Grant your grace and power as we need it. We praise you also as the omnipresent God. Thank you that no matter where we are, you wish to lead us as our shepherd And hold on to us as our Father. On our own, we would stumble and fall. 
we'd lose direction and hope. The things we experience can sometimes become dark clouds that close in on us. How wonderful it is to know that our darkness is not dark to you. But that darkness is as light with you. Father, we are in your hands. Continue to fulfill your redemptive plans with us. Whatever our circumstances and wherever we are, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.